Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. Turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 3, looking at verses 8 through 10. And again, these Thessalonians, they, they were, they were contagious. They had contagious faith, they had contagious love, they had contagious hope. And the more real we are, the more contagious we become. Here's my question today. Could taking a peek at Paul's prayer life impact the way that we pray? Can you hear the relief in Paul's words, now we can live, now we can breathe again, we're good, knowing that you're good and standing firm in the Lord. Paul and his friends had a wonderful focus, and it was certainly not on themselves. Their lives were just threatened. They had recently been kicked out of the city. Their lives were in constant jeopardy, but they were consumed with joy and thanksgiving. How did these guys do it? Well, focus. It was all focus. When my eyes are on me, woe is me. When my eyes are on the goodness of God and his protection and working in the lives of others, especially those I poured my life into with time and prayer and counsel and encouragement, I forget about me. Jesus, other than you, it's still a wonderful way to spell joy, J-O-Y. What we selfishly focus on, we fret about. When we are unselfish in our focus, it is so much easier to see what God is doing. One area in most of our lives that often needs attention and some serious focus is our prayer lives. Some of us pray out of duty. Some pray out of habit. Some pray to get something. Others pray to fix something. Our praying is too often repetitive, robotic, and rehearsed, but not real. Let's take a few minutes in our say today, dig a bit deeper, and see what we can learn about how Paul, Silas, and Timothy prayed. I think we can all assume that they knew how to pray and connect with God a bit better than we do. Let's study Paul's prayer habits and see what is lacking in our own prayer lives. You ready? Here we go. Paul prayed with thanksgiving. What thanks? Paul was lost for words. He hardly knew how to thank God for all he did for the new believers in Thessalonica. The words, thank you, at times seem so insufficient. Ever felt that way? Think of your salvation, all it involves. How do you really say thank you for forgiveness, mercy, grace, and the hope of eternal life in the presence of God? Even though we don't sometimes know how to thank God, please make it a daily habit to do so. Thank you, Heavenly Father, every day for your salvation. Thank Jesus for what he endured. Thank God's Spirit for his convicting presence when you realize you were a sinner and trusted Christ. Thank God, even when you're not sure what to say. Now, Paul prayed to God. Is it easier to publicly pray to others about God or to God for others? We at times are so concerned with what we are saying, we forget who we're praying to. A simple yet honest study and critique of our own public prayers kind of reveals more to us than we really want to admit. Jesus emphasized the regret of praying to be seen of men, compared to the reward of secretly praying to our Heavenly Father. Paul prayed joyfully, all the joy. Paul was so overwhelmed to hear that his young converts were firmly standing with God, he hardly knew how to thank God. When we come to God with our hearts overflowing with joy and love and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness, we know that God's Spirit is in control. That's a good way to approach God. When we come to God with our hearts overwhelmed with sadness, contention, impatience, and harsh, harshness, we know the flesh is in control. Time to seek forgiveness and ask, ask for God's control once again. Paul prayed consistently. He prayed day and night. 
Consistency and faithfulness are best friends. Good habits are, well, good. A sporadic prayer life speaks volumes about our relationship with God. It ignores God until there's some kind of big need. It approaches God on a need-only basis. A constant, consistent prayer life tells God, I need you. I can't make it through a day or even an hour without you. Thank you for always being there for me. And by the way, we know that Paul worked day and night, but he still found time to pray. Paul prayed earnestly. In trying to describe Paul's prayers, you would have to use phrases like over the top, above and beyond, or more than enough. Paul's passion and intensity had no lid. He earnestly, fervently, zealously prayed. There was nothing robotic, boring, or sleep-inducing about Paul's praying. Because of his love for the ones he prayed for and his love for the one he prayed to, Paul exploded with enthusiastic faith and boldness as he approached the throne of God. Oh, that we could get a taste of such passion. Paul prayed purposefully that we might see your face. There was no rambling in Paul's praying. He was not window shopping in his prayer closet, looking around to see what he needed or wanted. Paul had a heart desire and asked God for it. He knew what he wanted and went straight to God with it. Paul prayed with discernment. Uh, he prayed that things might be, be perfected that were lacking. Although not specifically mentioned, Paul may be referring to the end of his letter. Some were struggling with purity issues, some were confused about the return of Jesus to earth, and some were idle and faint-hearted and weak. But after studying some of Paul's prayer habits, what do you see lacking in your own prayer life? Personally, I am glad that God is so patient with me. We all need to grow, and we all need to have the passion that Paul had when he prayed. Hey, I'm sorry, but our time is up. If you want more information and more help and some meditations and Bible studies, check grandhumble.com. But today is a day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.